the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. And a very good afternoon to you. Thanks for coming along today for the Monday edition of The Ride Home. I'm John Hall with Kathy Emmons. And a special hello to our audience at WAVA. We are simulcasting today, and we're happy that you're with us today. Mm -hmm. So for all of you within the Beltway or around it in the Washington, D.C. area, we're glad you're joining us Mm -hmm. for the ride home today. I bet our ride home happens more quickly than yours does. Probably so. Mm -hmm. I mean, I visited D.C., and it seems like rides home are very long. It's a long, circuitous ride. Speaking of, I had a ride in this morning. And had the uh, deep unfortune of being stuck behind a yellow school bus. First day of school. First day of school. Mm-hmm. Happy to all of you kids who are listening. Oh, who yeah, you know? I'm sure, they are. Decided They're all tuning in. Decided to uh, go back to school today, yeah. and to all the parents who went through untold stress mm-hmm. to get their kids to this point. Be careful out there of those school buses. It's, I mean, they're brand new on the roads again, right? I felt myself getting a little bit antsy, but uh, there they are with their flashing red lights, and you got to just. Hold back a little bit. I went, uh, I, I had an experience today on the Fort Pitt Tunnels that I've never had before. Tell now, me. I am on the Fort Pitt Tunnels twice a day. Yeah. So I've had a lot of experiences here on the in the Fort city Pitt of Pittsburgh. Uh, so I wanted to get to work early today because I had some things I wanted to read. And so I left the house about an, maybe an hour ahead. And um, I have a very short commute. So everything's going fine as I'm going from the North Hills south on 279. I'm winding around the city on, uh, you know, going towards the Fort Duquesne Bridge. And there's no traffic. And then all of a sudden on the Fort Duquesne Bridge, traffic instantly stops mm. so you know that there had to be an accident like something sure. had to have happened right so then there's no no movement at all no right, movement right, right. at all no movement at all so finally it starts moving this is what it was this is what stopped traffic at the uh merge point or the exit point on the fort pit or on the fort uh, yes fort pit bridge as you're going into the tunnels there's the right lane that goes off onto south carson street you know what i'm talking about sure at that point Someone has broken down and someone else has turned their car around facing oncoming traffic so that they can give a jump to the battery Mm -hmm. of the person who broke down. Very nice. Now, I can't think of why you would do that. I can't imagine why. But that's what happened today Mm -hmm. on the Fort Pitt Tunnels. You got to be super careful out there. It feels as though the pandemic has changed the way people drive. Like people off the chain? Right. Uh, Why would you, you choose, if your car breaks, you, is that the best way to approach it? And I think you would call 911 and the police or a exactly, tow truck would show up, right? Exactly. I don't think you turn another car around facing oncoming traffic. How would that even work? They'd be like turning your car around in the opposite direction in the beltway. How did they do that? How was there even enough space on know. the Fort Pitt Bridge to accomplish that? No police in pl- inside? No. Okay. 
Such is life. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's the that's our moan for the day. Exactly. Right? Our, our bad traffic update for the day. All right. Without further ado, because it is a busy Monday, Kath, let's take a look at the news, please. Uh, give us the top four stories. The top four at four. For Monday, August 28th, 2023, number one. Former President Trump's federal trial on charges that he conspired to overturn his 2020 election loss will start March 4th, 2024. That's one day, you guys, before Super Tuesday when voters in 14 states will cast primary ballots. Mm. U.S. District Judge Tanya Chutkan, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly, refused a request from Trump, the current front runner for the Republican nomination, to push off his trial till April of 2026, saying defense attorneys didn't need two whole years to examine the extensive evidence in the case But she also said the prosecutor's request for a January 2nd start date, that's two weeks before the first Republican primary votes will be cast in Iowa, didn't give defense attorneys enough time. So uh, let me just also tell you that March 4th is the date when Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis initially proposed for Trump's trial on similar election interference charges. That's a possible, I don't know, collision course for these cases because they're going to use a lot of the same witnesses and a lot of the same evidence. So I'm not sure how that's going to pan out. There's also, John, in case you're keeping track, uh, a March 25th, 2024 date for uh, former President Trump on New York state charges related to the porn star thing. Then special counsel Jack Smith's prosecutors are said to try him on May 20th in Fort Pierce, Florida, mm. on several charges about mishandled classified information. You can read all the details if you care to and can bear it at today's Wall Street Journal. Number two, America's senior citizens, John, having a moment. Tell me. People over the age of 65 are eclipsing their children and grandchildren as the fastest growing demographic using weed. What? Yes. That's weed for the first time in particular, but according to today's Fox News, many baby boomers are reminding people that those results may be underestimating how many people smoked weed when they were young adults. So uh, many of them, of course, were experimenting with drugs as a rite of passage as they entered adulthood. So there might even be more people over the age of 65 who are using weed on a semi-regular basis. And number three, Simone Biles commonly hailed the greatest of all time for good reason in women's gymnastics. She proved why over the weekend with her historic all-around win at the 2023 U.S. Gymnastics Championships. She claimed three titles. She made history in San Jose as the first gymnast, John, to win eight U.S. all-around titles, eight, and also became the oldest woman ever to win the all-around at the age of 26. Biles now holds 27 U.S. titles and 35 national championship medals overall since her senior debut in 2013. That's from ABC News. And to close it out, I've got a weird animal story for you at number four. Love it. An alligator has been captured and killed in Mississippi, and it was so big, apparently it broke a state record. Uh, This alligator was captured Saturday, and he measured 14 feet, 3 inches long. His belly girth was 66 inches. His tail girth, not length, girth, was 46 and a half inches, and he weighed, wait for it, 802 and a half pounds. And that's your top four. Would you eat an alligator? Would I eat an alligator? I ate alligator. How is it? Uh, Tastes like chicken. No, it tastes a little, it's a little stringier than that. Mm-hmm. I ate it, you know, alligator on a stick in New Orleans. Okay. So Have you ever had uh, alligator shoes or an alligator belt? I mean, I think they're pretty, but that's kind of gross to me. I don't want to wear animals as my right, accoutrement. Of course, yeah. I don't think. All right. Well, I was going to, I don't mean to sound preachy, but I don't think that's what animals are for. 
What do you you wear? Cowls, right? Not right now. Okay. But you do wear leather. Thank you for asking. All right. Okay, that's a quick look at the the news update. From here locally and around the world, we'll take a quick break. And as we do every Monday, we go live to Washington, D.C. from the White House. Greg Clarkson joins us in a few seconds. Stay with us. WORD. David had plenty of difficulties, but through it all, he trusted God and found he is true to his word. As a result, David could honestly say, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. That's what Dr. J. Vernon McGee calls putting Christianity into shoe leather. Learn more this week as we travel through the Bible. Through the Bible, this evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. Attention, your money is now controlled by the U.S. government. Picture a world where your every purchase is monitored, tracked, and controlled by those in power to suppress the freedoms of those they see fit. Hi, my name is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and New York Times bestselling author. And right now, I've become very focused on the impending rollout of the central bank digital currency. This is not a work of fiction. It's a terrifying reality looming on the horizon. But there is a bit of good news. I've partnered with Advantage Gold to offer you a solution. They are specialists in converting your traditional assets, like those inside an IRA or 401k, into tangible assets such as physical gold and silver. Don't allow your money to be controlled. Claim your free gold protection kit from Advantage Gold. Call 800-900-8000-800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Call 800-900-8000. We all long to be in God's presence and to live victoriously through both prayer and action. But sometimes we get off track and our times with God become less and less frequent. Or perhaps you've been faithful in prayer but still suffer from anxiety or fear. Let's refocus on the things of God through Cornerstone's 21-day prayer journey to unleash God's power, presence, and purpose in your life. Starting August 29th, we're walking through prayers for you, your family, your community, and for accelerated progress in ministry. Ready to get involved? Visit ctvn.org backslash journey and receive your free 21-day download complete with daily prayer prompts and ideas on how to personalize your experience. Save the date for the 21 days of prayer starting August 29th and ending with a live Hope Today program September 18th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Visit ctvn.org backslash journey to get your free download and details today. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? Right, 724-NEW-ROOF. Right. Sweet strawberry icing. You're in goodwill and just past that vintage denim jacket you spot. Miniature donut earrings. You lean in. Ah. Oh. That's the scent of shopping success. Because at Goodwill, every item you buy funds local job training and more. So bring home those donut earrings and bring home so much good to your community. Goodwill. Bring good home. Brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council. We go live now to the White House where Greg Clugston joins us. Greg Clugston is the SRN News White House correspondent. Hey, Greg. Happy Monday to you. How are things in the uh, nation's capital? Hey, John, Kathy, good afternoon. Uh, we're doing okay. Good to uh, to talk to you. As always, a lot happening. There sure is. Okay, let's start with former President Donald Trump, uh, Greg. It looks like his federal trial on charges that he conspired to overturn the election back in 2020 will start March 4th. 
Uh, that's next year, 2024. And that's one day before Super Tuesday. <laughs> right. We are looking at, and we already knew this to some extent, but we're looking at a collision course of political and legal calendars when oh, you're talking about Donald Trump here over the next few months. And you're absolutely right. Super Tuesday is a is a primary day in this country in 15 different states. Wow. The most delegates of the entire nominating calendar season happens on Super Tuesday. And so the trial, as you mentioned, is March 4. It, like That's the scheduled date. It would start on March 4th um, here in Washington, D.C. Now, what was interesting is the U.S. District Judge in this case, Tanya Chutkin, she, um, she had listened to what both sides had put forward as proposed dates to start this trial. Donald Trump's legal team said that they wanted to wait until April of the year 2026. Wow. I mean, two year, two and a half years from now, Holy well, smoked. well beyond the presidential election of next year. And uh, she said that that was simply um, that was is too far, too far ahead. But um, she didn't go as soon as the special counsel had asked for, which was starting in January. But obviously, January to March is only a two-month difference. Um, and so you already have Donald Trump this afternoon saying that he is going to appeal. He's, he is continuing to say that he believes this is all politically motivated. And the fact that it's happening or that it will happen the day before Super Tuesday, he says, is the latest proof of politicization of this process. Very interesting. Greg, so speaking of politicization, uh, let's talk about last week and what happened with President uh, Trump's mugshot that was seen around the world. It was seen around the world very quickly, and it's it's really something. You know, w- what I find the most interesting is that um, after, and of course, he turned himself in last Thursday after facing felony charges in a conspiracy case in Georgia. And so he went there to the Fulton County Jail in Atlanta, and he had his picture taken. Now, unlike the other three criminal cases in which uh, he is facing charges, the Fulton County Jail releases um, mugshots of Anyone who gets booked, and that included Donald Trump, former president of the United States. Uh, we, we've we've seen the image. Uh, he's got that stern look. He's scowling. Um, he uh, he has that classic mugshot that is now is uh, is just historic, really, in its own sense. But this is what is interesting. Instead of really treating the photo like it might be political poison, he and his team, his campaign, they are simply embracing it. They have uh, he himself posted the image on what what we you know used to call Twitter it's called X now he hadn't posted anything on that social platform in um a couple of years and the first thing that he put on there was a picture of that mugshot and his campaign they're selling t-shirts and posters and autographed copies of this of this mugshot so they're not running away for it, from it uh, as opposed to any other political candidate who might be facing legal problems would want to do he is finding that uh, it's not only helping with his fundraising but it's not currently hurting him in the polling i see I, I, some 7 million dollars was raised mm-hmm. in the preceding yeah. days after the mugshot was released greg yeah, it's and and we've seen similar bumps in terms of fundraising and just the response uh, from his base, his core of supporters within the Republican Party across the country. Uh, whether that changes going forward, when we look at these uh, these upcoming trial dates and all the rest, I don't know. I mentioned March four uh, being the federal trial date or a scheduled start date for next year. 
Then March 25th, just three weeks after the start of the federal trial here in in D.C., the New York hush money trial is scheduled to begin. And the Florida trial on classified documents is currently slated to begin two months after that on May 20th. And there's still a fourth case that we haven't had a trial date set for. So it's going to be an unbelievable and probably uh, unprecedented, uh, you know, primary season early next year, simply because of all of these legal challenges. It sounds like crazy town. It sure, it? it sure does. And I don't think we can leave the conversation, Greg, without talking about the fact that uh, the former president's height and weight were listed at something like six three two fifteen. I saw, I saw um, over the weekend a comparison. They had like a an NFL defensive end who's listed at six three two fifteen. A picture of him, and then a picture yeah. of the former president. It, it didn't seem like they had the same body shape. Well, we all want to make ourselves look pretty good, don't we? <laughs> I guess right? we do. We, we do. We, yeah. 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 I mean, we can understand of the course. idea there, but um, we can I think sympathize it's something like, even with the idea there. Oh, oh, sure. But it's something like 35 to 40 pounds lighter than when he left office. Wow. Um, so it, it's raising a few eyebrows. Yeah, Slim probably. Fast is what that was. Yes. <laughs> Greg Cluxton with us, SRN News White House correspondent. Okay. Uh, what about looking ahead to what, you know, it looks like most of America is fearing and yet also expecting? which is there's going to be a Biden-Trump rematch in the next presidential contest. Uh, what are Who are people saying they'd vote for? Well, this is interesting, and it's not surprising, especially based on past conversations that we've had here on Mondays, uh, when we've looked at past polling in terms of how the American people view uh, the leading candidates uh, in both parties. And so we're talking a Biden-Trump rematch in 2024 um, in, in all likelihood, at least as things stand right now. There's a brand new AP NORC poll that uh, is out, and it was asking, and it really is essentially, it, it's more evidence that shows there's little appetite for that kind of a rematch. They asked open-ended questions of how they would describe Joe Biden and then separately how they would describe Donald Trump. The words that came um, the most for Joe Biden, old and confused. And for Donald Trump, corrupt and dishonest. Oh, boy. So, so it's essentially, uh, you know, we're talking a lot about indictments and legal challenges, but really this is a public opinion indictment of, of, the, uh, of the character or the characteristics of the current mm-hmm. frontrunners right now for the 2024 presidential election. It's, it's pretty unflattering. To and that honest. has to be an indictment of both of the political parties. Yes. Sure, that, that that these are the candidates that come forward. And obviously, you know, we, we understand that there is there is no candidate or potential candidate for for office for any office, including running for the White House. That's not going to be flawed in oh, some sure. way. Uh, but it's interesting that, you know, age and this is something we've talked about for many months now, that even among even among Democrats, uh, there is a strong um, concern about the age of Joe Biden at 80. What's sure. interesting is that. Donald Trump is only three years younger than Joe Biden, but age doesn't come up as a concern uh, nearly as much as it does for Joe Biden. I mean, I think all of us, right, everyone listening right now in all of our circles, we all know good, strong, wonderful people who would fill the bill. I believe that yeah. there are people yes. out there who are walking sure. who would say, I would vote for that person yep, for president for of the United person. States. And, and so we have a vacuum. Pe- those people don't have a chance. No, they really truly doesn't. Right. Or they if they, if they did, they choose not to go through the process, which yes. is a which is a grueling process. Right, because what is. sane person would want to do that? Mm-hmm. Greg Cluxton with us, SRN News White House correspondent. Um, before we leave conversation about former President Trump, let's just talk about the fact that he decided to skip the debate and talk to Tucker Carlson instead. 
Right. He did his best to upstage the first debate of the GOP presidential primary season. He did uh, have that uh, that taped interview with Tucker Carlson that uh, I think was made available just four or five minutes before the beginning of the debate last week. Um, And so, you know, you had the competing, uh, you know, venues there in terms of what they were doing with Tucker Carlson, what Trump was doing with Tucker Carlson. And then you had eight candidates appear on stage in Milwaukee for the Fox News debate. And the next one is about a month away. It's happening uh, in California at the Reagan Library uh, near the end of September. And by all indications, Trump is not going to go to that one either. He had said, plural, that he is not going to be doing the debates. He obviously could change his mind between now and then. It's interesting that the Vivek, Vivek uh, Ramaswamy, he really sort of emerged as uh, as someone who took a lot of heat, but also has sparked a lot of curiosity following the debate. A lot of people thought Ron DeSantis, the Florida governor, would take most of the uh, barbs and incoming fire. But um, this this young 38-year-old, uh, who is a, uh, a businessman has uh, and a political newcomer. Uh, he really was uh, center stage in a lot of the back and forth. Uh, he took a lot of uh, incoming fire, but also uh, seemed to stand his ground in dealing with some of the veteran politicians on the stage. Right. <clears throat> well, it'll be see- interesting to see how all things shake out this time next year. Who can imagine where we will be as far as presidential politics? Hard to imagine. And, and it's funny because we're not even to the 2024 uh, conventions of next summer yet, right. you guys. But uh, the Republican National Committee announced a couple of days ago they've already selected the convention city for 2028. Oh, my God. <laughs> is it Pittsburgh? It is not Pittsburgh. Mm. All right. Thank you. Okay. It is Houston, Texas. All right. All right. Very nice. That's fine. Okay, Greg, let's uh, let's uh, switch parties here and talk about um, Kevin McCarthy. And uh, apparently he's putting uh, an impeachment inquiry into place. Politics as usual once again. Sure. Now, this is something that has uh, been discussed for a few weeks. Uh, He was clarifying some comments about this possibility uh, over the weekend uh, on a talk show. And McCarthy is suggesting that an impeachment inquiry of Biden is becoming more likely. He, He said that it was a natural step forward. That was his quote, a natural step forward as Congress is going to be ending its summer break here in a couple of weeks, coming back into D.C., and essentially, this all has to do uh, with uh, whether or not there was uh, some sort of financial misconduct involving his son, Hunter. As of now, uh, President Biden hasn't been shown to have done uh, specifically anything wrong, but that's not stopping the investigations. <laughs> and uh, so far, McCarthy is uh. he's trying he's trying to to to, to Come walk up with that line. Yeah, well, he's trying to walk the line of not of of appeasing those who want to move forward with impeachment, but those and there are some within the Republican Party who don't think this is wise or that it has risen to the threshold that it would require that kind of step. Uh, So that's the middle ground that the speaker finds himself in. Well, wisdom has never been abundant in D.C. No. And we say that with respect to all of our D.C. listeners. We do. We do. Um, okay, so with with a minute left, we have to turn our attention to the things that matter least. The um, lighter fare? Yeah, exactly. And so I wonder, Greg, have you snorkeled? Is this something that you and your family enjoys? No, never snorkeled, although I, I, I tried it once in a swimming pool for a demonstration. How was that? Um, well, you know, I'm I'm confusing snorkel and scuba, which is very oh, very oh easy. right now, yes. now that I think about it, yeah, I did a scuba demonstration. No, I have snorkeled. Yes, I was thinking scuba. Oh yeah, no, snorkeling is the easier version, I right. would say. Though I've Absol- done, oh, though I say that as someone easier. who's done neither.
So, right. you know, I'm probably not an authority. Yeah, so anyway, I thought I thought of you today when I was looking at weird news because uh, Britain's quirkiest <laughs> sporting event, the World Bog Snorkeling Championships, just happened yesterday. What is that? Yeah, well, that you actually put on a snorkel and you go through this portion of Wales. And I would tell you the name of the city, except, you know, I can't pronounce anything Welsh. Um, anyway, you have to complete two lengths of a 60-yard water-filled trench that is cut through a peat bog. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's okay. disgusting. I mean, it couldn't yeah. be grosser. Couldn't be grosser. Um, and there's a there's a record of one minute eighteen seconds to do this. So I'm just wondering, Greg, if that's something that in your travels you might consider doing. Uh, it wouldn't be first on my list. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, okay. I, I don't mind getting wet. I don't. You know, the dirty part not as not as fun. But peat uh, bog so, vacation. There are many yeah. many people who yeah. did this yesterday. Really? So I mean. Hats off to him. All right. But, Greg, you're not hey. doing it, and I, I'm going to say no to me, John. Thank you. I'll do the same. All right. Thank Very you. Nice. Well, it's kind of like, you know, navigating through the nation's capital, I suppose, Greg. And you're well averse at that. Always a, a pleasure. Bit. Thank you for being with us, Greg. You're welcome. Have a good week. You, you too. as well. Greg Clugston, SRN News, White House correspondent. We're looking at pictures of the peat bug mm. competitors. What do you think? We'll take a quick break. Be back in just a few minutes. For me, the little things in life make me smile the hardest, like fancy potato chips. I'm talking about when you open a fresh bag and you see one of those super chips. They're folded like tacos or fortune cookies, but then you have a second and third chip wrap around it, creating this monster chip that you can barely get your mouth around. Those things are awesome. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, and I share that useless little thing to ultimately say, you know what's not a little thing, Mr. and Mrs. Word FM listener? our direct lender advantage. We use our own money and make our own decisions within our own walls. There's no middleman, which means whether you're finally making the move on a new home or you're looking to cash out some of that newfound value your current home has earned, we can often move faster and get you a better rate, saving you monthly and lifelong money. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp, Melbourne, New York. And a listener 1330. That's the Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage lender license 22672. We all hear the radio ads about the IRS. They tell you to be afraid, to be scared, and they try to frighten you into calling. I'm not here to do that. Tax Relief Advocates is different. TRA is here to tell you that if you owe money to the IRS, whether it's 5000 50000 or 500000 we have a solution. It doesn't matter if you're sitting in your car, at work, or with your kids. No matter where you are, call now. 800-575-6745. Don't lose hope. TRA can eliminate or reduce what you owe to the IRS. There is zero risk to you. If we can't reduce your tax debt, then you pay nothing. Our passion is taxes and helping individuals fix their IRS problems. We have a five-star rating on Google and Yelp and an A-plus with the Better Business Bureau. You don't need to be afraid of the IRS any longer. End your tax nightmare today by visiting us online at tra.com or call 800-575-6745. That's 800-575-6745. Tax Relief Advocates, real solutions for real people. At Eden Christian Academy, lives are under construction every day. Lives built upon the foundation of God's Word, shaped by the understanding that every student is created with a unique design and purpose, building the mind with academic strength and depth, while fashioning spiritual Christ-like character that can change the world. Fall enrollment is open now, pre-K through 12th grade. Eden Christian Academy, building His kingdom one life at a time. 
at EdenChristianAcademy.org. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. If you have a red face or bumps and pimples as an adult, you could have rosacea. 16 million Americans have the skin disorder, often called the great pretender because it can mimic a sunburn or acne. But without treatment, rosacea usually gets worse and becomes a serious burden on daily life. But it doesn't have to. Advances in medical care make clear skin possible. If you have facial redness or bumps and pimples, see a dermatologist or visit the National Rosacea Society at rosacea.org. Mostly cloudy skies expected for tonight with a low of 62. Couple of morning showers tomorrow. Otherwise, we'll see intervals of clouds and sunshine and a high of 80. Mainly clear skies tomorrow night with a low of 61. Wednesday will be pleasant with sunshine and a few clouds and a high of 73. Thursday, sunny skies, a nice end to August. We'll reach a high of 76. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Thursday, a United States District Court dismissed a request by parents whose children attend public schools in Montgomery County, Maryland, to let their kids opt out of classes where books on LGBTQ plus issues are read and discussed. The plaintiffs have not shown that Montgomery Public Schools' use of the storybooks crosses the line from permissible influence to potentially impermissible indoctrination. This is a story from Religion News Service. Um, Last fall, Montgomery Public Schools announced a new inclusive English literature arts curriculum for pre-K to fifth fifth grade students, causing a public uproar, drawing criticism from school principals and parents. On May 24th of this year, uh, three Muslims and three Christian families sued the school district, claiming that teaching the new material without giving parents the chance to excuse their children infringed on their religious freedom. Um, now, what eight, we're talking pre- pre-K through fifth grade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the books include a pre-K curriculum called Pride Puppy. It tells the story of a family celebrating Pride Day while teaching students terms related to the LGB plus community. The 2020 book My Rainbow tells the story of a mom creating a rainbow colored wig for her transgender daughter. Um, they're just saying, hey, the parents' associations uh, are established. They've regularly organized protests outside the school. We're saying this is too early to engage our kids in this kind of rhetoric. We choose not to engage with this, so we want the ability to opt out. I don't seem like, I don't feel like that's an an undue burden of a I request. Think it is. I really don't. Right. I just, I mean, if you're talking about kids that are sixth grade through 12th grade i think you're in a whole different situation yeah. but pre-k through five i don't i really don't see that i mean especially why are people why do we have to talk about sex with kids who are in pre-k because this is the age we live in well and especially if you're not you know you're not talking about this at home yet it doesn't even come up probably in a, in a lot of right. conversation but it's being forced into the public schools that's all it's now, just weird you know i wonder if a lot of people who are having these conversations you know curriculum, uh, councils and such. I wonder how many of them have kids. You would think that they all would have kids, don't you? No, really? no, I would not think that. Okay. I would not think that. Uh, it's just, I like, you know, <sighs> like once you have a child and you have like a six-year-old in your house, you really think you're going to be talking to them about sexuality issues? I don't know. Well, you know, Kath, things have changed so much. Our kids are much older now. Right, so that's things true. have changed. That's true. I mean, it's all I over. I get that. But it's not like I don't know six-year-olds. Right. I mean, I know a lot of six-year-olds. I don't know. It's, uh, it's that, uh, that's just a yeah. I, I think 
Look, the last thing you want to do is be, you know, I'm, I don't want to be hate-filled. I don't want to be bigoted. I don't want to be that. I don't want to be any of that stuff, right? And I don't think by speaking out against it or withdrawing your kid from that curriculum that you are that, at least give yourself, the parents, the option to say yes or no. Yes, That's all. for sure. It just makes common sense. I just, uh, I mean, we had kids when I was in school who opted out of multiple things. Mm-hmm. It was not a huge deal. It didn't right. like wreck their lives or our lives when we so. were in elementary school. Yeah. Anyway, it's interesting that Christian and Muslim families have joined yeah. together in this particular cause. That's right. All. Well, that's not the last time that's going to happen. Right. All right. After the break, we're going to come back and talk about a dust up over the weekend that happened on social media about John Bunyan's classic 17th century book, The Pilgrim's Progress. You're thinking, why would that cause a dust up in the middle of 2023 at the end of the summer? Well, we'll talk about it next. Glad to have you along the ride home. 101.5 WORD. Your station for Unlimited Grace with Brian Chapel. Ministry is happening as every single one of us in, in our homes, in our businesses, in our workplace, in our education backgrounds, as all of us are doing what God calls us to do wherever we are called. If that's ministry, do you know what it means? There are no secondary callings. Unlimited Grace with Brian Chappell, tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. Doing it right, roofing, siding, remodeling. The first Owens Corning MVP in Pittsburgh and one of the longest-tenured platinum contractors in the Pittsburgh region. Call 724-NEW-ROOF. Hun, we need to stop putting off getting life insurance. I know. It's just been so busy, and I'm sure the cost is out of our budget. Well, Jen told me that they got a $500,000 term life insurance policy from Ethos for less than $23 a month. All online with no complicated forms and no medical exam. All they had to do was answer a few health questions. Wait, no medical exam and all online? I know, right? It's not easy to think about, but if something happened to you, James and I would be... Okay, I get it. Let's get a quote from Ethos right now. Wow, you were right. There's no medical exam. And Ethos makes the whole online process fast and easy. And look at these rates and coverage options. It's great protection and totally fits our budget. Ethos, they've removed all the barriers from getting coverage. Go to checkethos.com to get your free online quote. That's checkethos.com. Quote based on a healthy, non-smoking 30-year-old male with a 20-year term policy. Rates may vary. Whether you own a local business... Or a global one. You know that these days, generating growth is a challenge. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll not just stay ahead of the curve, you'll move it. With access to experts, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter, locally and globally. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Copyright 2023 Bank of America N.A. Parents, are you tired of helping put your kids' shoes on? They're squirming, watching cartoons, anything but helping. Luckily, it's Skechers to the rescue. Introducing new hands-free Skechers slip-ins. Footwear you can just get your kids to step into and their shoes are on. You don't need to bend over. You don't need to sit on the floor and try to wrangle them on. And they're available in all types of Skechers styles with and without laces. And most are machine washable. Find Skechers slip-ins for kids or mom and dad at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, or wherever style of shoes are sold. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? Right, 724-NEW-ROOF. 
over the weekend, of all things, I uh, log on to what used to be Twitter, and I see that there's conversation going back and forth about John Bunyan's Pilgrim's Progress, right? which was written in the 17th century. This is certainly not something that is in a reprint. It's actually never been out of print since it was printed. How about that? Wow. But here it is in the news cycle. But here it's in the news cycle. What? I thought, what? I, what? So it took a while to kind of dig back through the posts and see actually what people were arguing about. Um, but let's talk about the book itself first. We're happy to have Jeff Stuyvesan back on the program. Jeff is professor of New Testament studies at Reformed Presbyterian Theological Seminary right here in Pittsburgh. Jeff, glad you're here. Good to be here. Thanks very much for having me. So does it surprise you that when I say that this was a topic of conversation throughout the Twitterverse over the weekend? Not really. I mean, this is a very popular book. Christians love it. And uh, not not surprising it peaks its head up every now and then in social media. Excellent. So, Jeff, give us the, the, the viewpoint of the Pilgrim's Progress. I mean, as Cass said, it's been several hundred years since its publication. Uh, obviously, you love it. What's your connection? Yeah, I do love it. And I think it's one of those books that everybody loves because, I mean, we're prone to love stories. And this is the narrative of the Christian life. Um, has wonderful teaching moments in it. You know, there, there are things in here that children can understand. You can explain characters like viable and obstinate, and you can tie that right to the Bible and, and talk to them about how bad company corrupts good character, those kinds of things. So it's just really um, it's an accessible book. I mean, lots of people think because it's old, it's been in print for, you know, 345 years or maybe a little more than that, um, that it's archaic and, and tough to understand. It's really not. And you have to be patient with it, but it's patient with you. So what kind of, how would you classify it? Would you say this is a young adult book, a kid's book, a book for adults? Um, and think about you know, how people read today. Uh, what age group could, could get into the, the story? Yeah, you know, again, I think that anyone could get into the story. I, 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 there's a book called Dangerous Journey. It's published by the Banner of Truth, and it's, it, it has pictures in it and little snippets of the dialogue from the story, and it's not modified in any way. And my kids have loved that book. Other kids I know have loved that book. So it's one of those things where... They just get pulled in by the story. Some of the, some of the obviously, some of the pictures pull them in. But then there are, then there are books that have made it accessible. Crossway has an edition of Pilgrim's Progress that updates the language for kids. But I'll tell you what, I think, I think a, a teenager, a young teenager, if again, if they're patient and and uh, we're just willing to think about some of the imagery, could read this book with a lot of profit. Yeah. So can you give us a general synopsis of the story? Yeah, it's, a, it's about um, Christian who um, is called out of the city of destruction, and he ends up crossing the, the river, um, which is death, and entering into the celestial city. And in between, he has all of these adventures, which, which are just part of the Christian life. He has different characters that he meets up with and walks with along the journey and uh and you know he finds bad characters and bad places to be and and he journeys off the path a couple of times and has to learn some hard lessons but um but it's just about it it really is about the christian life in fact um uh, one theologian uh, famous theologian sinclair ferguson once said that if more christian people would read the pilgrim's progress they would probably need less personal counseling 
not that personal counseling is bad, certainly not, but um, The Pilgrim's Progress is just that kind of book that teaches people how to walk the Christian life. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, and I think uh, I think it teaches that there are a lot of obstacles in the Christian walk and that it's a long walk. Um, you know, as Peterson said, in this, you know, a long walk and a long obedience in the same direction. Um, yeah. So a book of wisdom. Yeah, it's a book of wisdom. And I think it's also a book that none of us who live now, it's one of those things, you know, when you go to a website to look at all of the phrases we know uh, that Shakespeare originated and you think, oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. I didn't know that that was from Shakespeare. I think a lot of things mm-hmm. we talk about in the Christian life we, oh, don't, really? re- we don't realize came from John Bunyan. Do you agree? Oh, I agree. And and I, I love what you said about that there's a relevance to the book that even though it's old, there's relevance. Can I, can I give an example? Yeah, sure. sure. So one of my favorite stories is about Faithful. And I love Faithful because he's, he struggles with sin, but he's, he's, not, he's not described by the sin. He's described as Faithful. That's his name. And um, what's the sin that he struggles with or, or had struggles with? It's, it's sexual temptation. For instance, um, he meets up with Adam, and Adam wants to marry off his three daughters, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, pride of life to him. Um, he gets mixed up with a woman called Wanton, obviously, the name says it all. And he even says, he says, I don't know if I wholly escaped her. And and uh, so clearly Bunyan is painting for us a picture of a man who has struggled with sexual temptation. Um, Moses catches up to him along the path after he leaves Adam and just really beats him with the law. Because the law can't save. It can only drive you into shame and embarrassment and, and so on. But then he spies Christ and and sees Christ and comes to saving faith in Christ. Now, that sets us up for this really great part. There's there are two valleys that every pilgrim must go through: the valley of humiliation, and right after that is the valley of the shadow of death. The valley of shadow of death has a narrow path, and on one side there's a ditch, and on the other side there's mire. And what is that mire? The mire is the moral mire into which David fell at Bathsheba. Now, if you go through these valleys and it's dark, like Christian did, it's a miserable time. But the interesting thing is when Christian asks faithful, how, how were the valleys for you? This is what he said. Now, catch this. He said, this is what faithful said. I had sunshine all the rest of the way through that and also through the valley of the shadow of death. Now, what does that mean? It means that when he goes by the, the mire into which David fell, by that time in his life, he had victory over the sexual temptation that he struggled with earlier in the past. So the book is really encouraging. I mean, it not only teaches us that um, there's, there's guilt and embarrassment and shame and all those things, but it also teaches us that grace does a good work in us. That's an encouraging story. Sure is. Jeff Stuyvesant's with us from Reformed Presbyterian Theological Seminary in the Point Breeze neighborhood of Pittsburgh. Um, Jeff, I have to tell you, and you know, I'm I'm kind of embarrassed to say this, but not really, because I mean, people who listen to the show know that I'm not trying to be something I'm not. But I had a hard time getting through the whole book, Um, and that's just how I felt. However. Um, when my kids were little, we landed on an abridged edition, one of the ones you were talking about at the early uh, part of our um, segment. And it was yeah. the one that we love is retold by Gary Schmidt, and it's illustrated by Barry Mosier. And okay. it, I, we have read that so many times. 
And mm. our kids grew up loving it. And mm. the art is beautiful and it's memorable and how it looks. And um, so I guess I'm bringing that up. So if listeners open Pilgrim's Progress and they think, whoa, like this is not mm-hmm. for me, it doesn't mean the story <laughs> isn't for you. Um, and you right. might be like me and feel like the, you know, the original telling of it is just difficult to get through. Um, but this, the, the one, I'm, I'll say it again, this is the one uh, Pilgrim's Progress retold by Gary D. Schmidt. I think it's beautiful mm-hmm. and it gets the points across in a way that's just, I don't know, it was really meaningful uh, to us. Mm-hmm. We keep it out in our living room uh, in our house because we've always just really loved it. So um, yeah. give an encouragement to people who aren't used to reading books from that are written in 1678. Um, it's not, I mean, you know, in your head that it's not like it's going, it, that it's not worthwhile or that it's not not worthwhile, but you also yeah. might struggle. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and um, and there are there are helps out there. Um, for instance, I, I just taught a class at uh, the Reformed Presbyterian Theological Seminary, um, and it was a weekend class. You know, like um, you know, we got together in the, on Friday evening and and then on Saturday, and that's available for audit. If it, that that's a, a hopefully a nice help, um, but there are books out there that will that will help you sort of get that leg up. Um, recordings out there that will kind of expose you a little bit to, you know, what's happening. But, but then you're right. There are also those books that, um, you know, they, they bring it up into our modern language. They illustrate it for kids. And, and, and the book is so popular that publishers are trying to do that sort of thing with this book because they want, they want people to read it. We're talking with Jeff Stuyvesant. He's a New Testament professor at Reform Presbyterian Theological Seminary. It's on Penn Avenue in the east end part of the city, uh, Penn Avenue and um, Braddock Avenue, right down the road from Bakery Square. Jeff, talk to us about RPTS. As you say, I mean, it's been there forever. You're talking about auditing classes. We've known friends who've graduated from RPTS. It's an excellent seminary. Yeah, I, it's a seminary I went to um Obviously, different faculty now, but uh, I, I loved it when I was a student there. And one of the things that I, I loved about it was I, I was not only tying into the scriptures and and learning good theology and learning how to handle the scriptures, but at the time I went, I was I was learning it. I was learning all these things from men who had served in the pastorate, who who really were uh, pastors at heart, um, and. Uh, and I think that's a tradition that the that the school has tried to keep up. Our our president, uh, for instance, has, has been in the ministry 25 years. Um, I myself, next year, will be uh, in the ministry. Um, I think I'll I'll hit the 30 year mark wow. next year. Congratulations! And um, so thank you. And um, so it's it's one of those things where we we try to uh, be an academically responsible seminary, and yet. Um, uh, we never want to give up on the uh, the idea that um, uh, we're training pastors, and so pastors ought to be training pastors. That's Jeff Stuyvesant from Reformed Presbyterian Theological Seminary in Pittsburgh. Thanks for being with us, Jeff. Oh, thank you. My pleasure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's our great pleasure. One last plug for John Bunyan's Pilgrim's Progress. And I'm just looking here online at the pictures, the beautiful uh, artistry from Barry Mosier. Check out that abridged edition by Gary Schmidt. Very nice. John Bunyan. I mean, since the 1600s, how many thousands and thousands of Christians' lives it's changed. We'll take a quick break and come back. Uh, as Russia tends to change, business is coming and going. Here's a weird story up next about Russia and Heineken essentially giving away their business. 
privacy policy and terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for recurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply. Stop. Opt out. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head? Comb it over? Wear a hat? Just stop. This isn't 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence. Because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration expert, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts STYLE to 200-300. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text STYLE to 200-300. That's STYLE to 200-300. If you're young and healthy, term life insurance should be quick and painless. In fact, if you're 40 years old and in great health, $1 million of term insurance could cost less than 30 bucks a month with no exam and could be issued the same day. But if you aren't a perfect specimen, that's where choosing the right insurance agent could save you thousands of dollars on your premium. If you're overweight or have health issues that come with getting older, you need to call Big Lou. Big Lou has the same issues as you and still knows how to get you quick and painless coverage if you have a few extra pounds, have diabetes, or stop breathing a few times per night. In fact, many 40-year-old clients can still get coverage without an exam and up to $1 million of coverage for less than 100 bucks per month. Call Big Lou today to see how quick and painless life insurance can be at 800-276-1640. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-276-1640. That's 800-276-1640 or BigLou.com. Reports of new state requirements for PA public school teachers have many parents concerned about racial equity learning resources in the classroom to gender and identity politics. Now may be a great time to try Christian education, a faith-focused education that believes in transparency, parents, and that values every student. Get half off a year's tuition beginning this fall at a participating school near you, like Champion Christian School in Champion, PA. Learn more at wordfm.com slash tuitions. Pittsburgh Christian Schools, education that believes in you. Summer is almost over, and so are the savings at Bachman's Roofing. Take advantage of the summer savings bonanza with no interest and no payments until 2025. Now is the perfect time to check off those home improvement projects. Cracked or missing roof shingles? Bachman's has got you covered. Looking to add solar? Bachman's has you covered. Time to upgrade that cracked siding? Bachman's has got your back. Call Bachman's today to schedule your free estimate at 412-472-7103 or visit gobachmans.com. So continued fallout over Ukraine and Russia at war. This is a really interesting story. Uh, Dutch brewer Heineken has completed its withdrawal from Russia 18 months after Moscow launched its full-scale invasion. Heineken said it would incur a total loss of $325 million. They are essentially selling the brewery, seven different breweries scattered across Russia for a dollar. We're just going to walk away and said, "That's incredible. We can't do business anymore." Uh, there has been criticism uh, from other people outside the uh, the brewing industry, saying, "You know, it took you a long time to make this decision." And Heineken, to their defense, said, "Well, we employ thirteen hundred people. We wanted to ensure that those families who've been with us for decades are taken care of." Yeah. Now, the agreement 
walking away. The the company who's going to take over, and which is this is part of the Russian government, says we promise to ensure that these thirteen hundred employees will be employed for a minimum of three years. Of course, all bets are off. Okay, but that's pretty amazing. You think gigantic corporate co- entities are saying we're just going to walk away? Three hundred twenty-five million dollars is nothing to sneeze at. I mean, it's their company; they can decide what they want to do with it. Right. Right. But and to take that kind of a hit. That's incredible. It surely is. I mean, at least you know it. I don't know. It shows to me that there's something that's more important than the bottom dollar. Yeah. yeah. Right. Holy smokes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so coming up in the five o'clock hour of our show, we have a, a it. You know, it's a big anniversary today. It's the anniversary of Martin Luther King Jr.'s I Have a Dream speech. 60 years? 60 years. And so uh, we're going to talk after the news and weather uh, about some facts that you might not know about the I Have a Dream speech. Uh, The part that Mahalia Jackson Jackson played in what ended up coming out of Martin Luther King Jr.'s mouth that Mm -hmm. might not have been written. Um, And also in the 5 o'clock hour, we're open for your phone calls. Uh, If you want to write down the phone number, it's 800-320-8255. Because we've got our Ask the Pastor segment coming up. We've not done this in a long, long time. It's been months since we've talked to Chris Marshall uh, from uh, Saxonburg, right? Uh, New Life Christian Ministries. I completely blanked on the name of the church, but remembered where it was. Uh, but now we have both. So we have the name of the church and the location, but our good friend, Chris Marshall, who we spent a ton of time with over the years, he's really gifted in this regard. And so uh, the phone lines are going to be open for you to ask whatever you'd like. So if it's something like kind of academic, you're like, you know, why are theological? Th- yeah, or theological. Why, why do we have four gospels? Uh, when they basically are all telling the same story mm-hmm. or, you know, why is it that the book of Romans is so long and detailed? Um, why is it that the book of revelation has people that respond to it and think it's saying such disparate things? Right. Uh, do we, what's the, uh, importance of the old Testament? We have in the new Testament, or it could be something personal. Right. What about my family? How do I get my family together at church all at one time, right? People kind of, uh, the kids aren't going to go this week or we're just too busy. We don't go anymore. We, we got an email here recently. Someone said, you know what? I haven't been back to church since the pandemic. My wife and I lost our appetite for it. We listened to the radio station, but we're not going to show up anymore. And I think that's a fairly common thing. We all know the church attendance is down. Mm-hmm. So no matter where you are in your walk and you've got a question theologically, family wise, whatever it is, We'll be happy to be with you with Pastor Chris Marshall at 800-320-8255. Yeah. And so so one of the things that we love about Chris is, first off, his scriptural knowledge is terrific. Um, Second of all, we've known him as a Christian brother for a long time. And so we trust that uh, he's a man of integrity. Mm -hmm. And the third thing is that... It's embarrassing to ask questions sometimes when you feel like you should know. Right. Like I'm not. I. I. I'm. I don't. Been a Christian want, all this time. I don't want to ask somebody that question because they're going to be like, "Really? Right. You didn't ask that 30 years ago? Like, you're, look, you can be anonymous when you call in and talk to Pastor Chris. So, um, just set aside the number 800-320-8255. After we come back from the break and we talk about MLK Jr. and the I Have a Dream speech, then we'll open up the phone lines and bring Pastor Chris in. Hey, also a hello to our audience in uh, Washington, D.C. at WAVA. Really happy to have you along for today's ride home. Um, we're here from 4 to 6, uh, Monday through Friday, and we love our Pittsburgh audience, our Ohio audience, West Virginia audience. We're happy to add the D.C. 
NBC audience to it as well. We surely are. Okay, we're going to step away for just a minute. We'll uh, get up and move around a little bit. Maybe do a little... Um, I'm going to do a wall sit. All right, a little exercise and stuff, whatnot. And uh, dinner is underway here. It's at the 5 o'clock hour. So hope that no matter where you are on the ride home, whether you're in your vehicle or in your kitchen, you stay with us for the entirety of the 5 o'clock hour. Ask the Pastor with Pastor Chris Marshall. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Stay with us. We are Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. It's 101.5 Word FM. That's W-O-R-D. On your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, tune in, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. You have a choice in your health care. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Donald Trump will stand trial next March in federal court for trying to reverse the 2020 election results. It's shaping up to be a clash of political and legal calendars for Donald Trump. A judge scheduled his federal election interference trial to begin March 4th, one day before 15 states hold nominating primaries on Super Tuesday. And it's just one of four criminal cases the former president is facing. What else correspondent Greg Cluxton? Mark Meadows has taken the witness stand at a hearing in Atlanta over whether the Trump White House chief of staff should be allowed to fight the Georgia indictment accusing him of participating in an illegal scheme to overturn the 2020 election in federal rather than state court. And Tropical Storm Idalia intensifying, expected to become a major hurricane before reaching Florida's Gulf Coast. That should happen on Wednesday. This is SRN News. Current events are unfolding like it's right out of the Book of Revelations. From the threat of AI to genocide, wars, man-made bioplagues, everything prophesied in the Bible looks like it's happening now. After speaking to Christian leaders from all over the world, I believe the next step is a man-made crisis completely designed to take over our economic freedom. Hi, I'm Lance Wallnow, a Christian author and media analyst who breaks down current events to people just like you who are concerned about their future and the future of their families. I always tell my listeners and my people perish for lack of knowledge is what the Bible says. You need knowledge about gold IRAs from Birch Gold Group. That's the best, best option. To see why, text the word FAITH to 989898 to get a free info kit on gold IRAs. Birch Gold Group is the only gold company I trust. I recommend you get their info kit. That's FAITH to 989898. And then you'll be armed with the information you need in order to have peace of mind and guide your affairs with great wisdom. God bless you. This decade is looking like the worst one to retire or be retired in. Now more than ever, you need to stay ahead of turbulent markets and money-grubbing politicians. That's why you need Bob Carlson's Retirement Watch. For more than 30 years, Bob Carlson's Retirement Watch has been helping Americans invest, protect, and grow their assets. A Retirement Watch subscription gives you must-have advice on all aspects of your retirement. Independent advice you won't get anywhere else. When you subscribe to Retirement Watch, you'll get three months of Bob Carlson's Retirement Watch newsletter. You'll also get Bob's five model portfolios and five free reports, including the hidden rules of retirement, hidden real estate tax bums to avoid, cashing in on Congress's $350,000 retirement shocker, plus two more free reports and an exclusive conference call with Bob Carlson answering your retirement questions. The newsletter, free reports, the conference call, all for just $19.95. Sign up today at yourretirementwatch.com, yourretirementwatch.com. 
YourRetirementWatch.com. That's YourRetirementWatch.com. At Eden Christian Academy, lives are under construction every day, built upon the foundation of God's Word from pre-K through graduation. I think we can all agree that Eden Christian Academy has done a fantastic job of laying the groundwork for our faith. But now it is time for us to make the decision to plant our roots in the Lord. I will forever thank God for the teachers, coaches, friends, and mentors from Eden who have poured into my life and the community that surrounded me and helped me find my faith. Eden Christian Academy, building his kingdom one life at a time. Fall enrollment is open now at Eden Christian Academy. The book of James gives us a long list of guidelines for godly living that can be overwhelming. We're told to love all people equally, not boast, don't speak evil. That's just the beginning of the list. How can we do this when our wills compel us to go our own way? The book Radically Whole provides practical help for managing a divided heart. Ask for your copy at truthforlife.org slash donate. Mostly cloudy skies expected for tonight with a low of 62. Couple of morning showers tomorrow. Otherwise, we'll see intervals of clouds and sunshine and a high of 80. Mainly clear skies tomorrow night with a low of 61. Wednesday will be pleasant with sunshine and a few clouds and a high of 73. Thursday, sunny skies, a nice end to August. We'll reach a high of 76. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along today, the Monday edition of The Ride Home. Special shout-out to our friends at WAVA in Washington, D.C. Here are joining us today for the first time. Yep. Of course, uh, 60 years ago today, this is an anniversary, the um, Martin Luther King speech, I Had a Dream, the March on Washington. Uh, some 250,000 people gathered on the mall in Washington, D.C. The event was called the March on Washington for Jobs and Freedom. And uh, President Kennedy made a national televised address on June 11, 1963, calling for a drive for more civil rights. That same night, uh, NAACP leader Medgar Evers was murdered in Mississippi. In his driveway, by the way. Uh, marches had been proposed before the Kennedy speech and Evers' killing, but the, uh, this event forced the issue. Kennedy met with civil rights leaders such as uh, Martin Luther King, Roy Wilkins, Whitney Young, and student leader John Lewis about a proposed march. Kennedy uh, signals his approval publicly in July when he was assured that it would be a peaceful event. And uh, the march was not universally supported by activists. Prominent objectors included Malcolm X and Strom Thurmond. The organizers didn't agree on uh, all the issues. Objecting for different reasons, of the two of they them. Were. Two totally different reasons. Uh, they did agree that people should march together at the event. It was also uh, wasn't the first threatened march on Washington by civil rights leaders because way, way back in 1941, organizers were planning a march to do demand desegregation in the United States military by World War II approach. But President Franklin Delano Roosevelt averted the march by signing the executive order 8802 in June of 1941, banning discrimination in the federal government and defendants, uh, defense industries. Now, here's the weird thing. We, we've heard this speech, of course. But almost no one could hear King's speech. An expensive oh, sound system was installed for the event, but it was sabotaged right before it. Attorney General Robert Kennedy enlisted the Army Corps of Engineers to fix the system, but uh, to some less audio quality. 
an estimated 250,000 people, I said, did see it. There were 10 speakers on the official program at the Lincoln Memorial. All of them were men. Mahalia Jackson, she herself was credited with saying to Martin Luther King, because uh, earlier in the year, Martin Luther King had given uh, the speech, and that was in Detroit two months earlier. And so um, his advisor said, don't do that again. That was a trite speech. But while Martin Luther King was ready to give the speech... You mean on the mall? Like on the mall. At, at the Lincoln Memorial. He was proceeding with his, his uh, prepared uh, speech, and Mahalia Jackson said, she leaned over, and she said, tell him about the dream, Martin. And then he paused and said, yes, I still have a dream. And then he started. Huh. And so that was off the cuff. Yep. See, that's because he was a lover of the written and spoken word, right. and he could bring he it. He sure did bring it, yeah. I mean, that speech, people don't know. So so stirring. It, it surely Incredible. is. Incredible. And for a lot of people who don't know anything about Martin Luther King, they would know those lines, of course, right? Sure. Um, it's just a day, I think, I mean, even today, people are gathering on the mall. Yeah, so it's right? 60 years. Uh, today. People gathered Saturday on the mall. I'm yeah. sure there are people there today, too. Sure. But the, the big gathering was Saturday. Um I just wonder, have we lost our appetite for good oration like that because we have so much media? I think we've lost our appetite for each other, right? People don't gather like that and, and stir each other with oratory that has a, a better than. We can be better than. That's kind of gone by the wayside. I mean, remember, you know, a thousand points of light. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That was roundly mocked. The idea, the idealistic idea, it seems to have vanished from, from society. Mm-hmm. What's so beautiful about this speech, though, is that it is idealistic. I have a dream. And yet all the different points of it are very specific that he brings up. So it's not just pie in the sky stuff. No, no. Here's a plan. It's saying this is what's happening. This is what we're looking for. And I have a dream. Right. You know, so uh, it it can't be dismissed as just some kind of idealistic rant. It can't be dismissed as something that's purely practical because there's art in it, too. In the delivery of it, Beauty, the whole truth, thing, yeah, passion, yeah, exactly, yeah. I feel like I might be better off if I listened to great speeches. Of I have a book of be. great speeches. I have it at home on my bookshelf. I mean, a great speech. It's like reading Shakespeare. Right. You need to. It was supposed to be acted. It's supposed to be performed. Great right. speeches are supposed to be spoken and given. I think I might throw the book away. Right. Don't throw and it go away. Listen, no. Go listen to the Don't audio, though. Right? Yeah. yeah. Listen to the okay. audio. How about Mahalia Jackson? We we did uh, this or that last week, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Mahalia Jackson, are you have any connection to her at all? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I had um, I have a cut that's in my uh, one of my frequent playlists of her doing uh, "God Bless America." Oh, which is just a it's just such a different. It's a style. Yeah, it's a different style. It's it's a different interpretation of God right, Bless right, America. Right. She had a different idea of what that song meant yeah. than, you know, someone who who is the famous woman who sang Kate Smith. Oh, you're right. It just sounds totally different, different than sound. Kate Smith because her life was very different than right. Kate Smith's. I mean, what was popular or stylistic in the 20s or 30s or 40s, certainly, you know, there are very few people who trans, who transcend that, right? Yeah. Like Ella Fitzgerald would. Right. But Mahalia Jackson, obviously famous for her gospel stuff. I yeah, mean, that's, so. that was... 
that was her heart right, and soul. Right, yeah. Okay, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, uh, here's a cut of Mahalia Jackson and that style we talked about today. Uh, Martin Luther King, uh, I had a dream speech uh, in a nod 60 to years, her. 60 years ago today. Yep. WORD. We're beginning a study in the very practical and challenging book of James on Truth for Life. James addresses issues within the church like quarreling, double mindedness, the active and passive elements of submitting to God. Learn how to live a godly life in an ungodly world this week on Truth for Life with Alistair Begg. Tomorrow morning at 6 on 101.5 WORD. can hardly believe it, but it's time for the last barbecue of the summer at the Springhouse in 84. Don't miss out on this great summer taste treat and come to the Springhouse this Labor Day for fantastic chicken cooked over the pit with lots of country vegetable casseroles, homemade rolls, homemade desserts, and of course our own Springhouse chocolate milk. Eat in our picnic patch or sun porch or take it home to your own picnic. And although this last chicken barbecue marks the end of the summer at the Springhouse. It also signals the beginning of lots of fun fall events. We'll soon be having hog roasts and pumpkin patch hay rides, plus lots of other special events to celebrate this beautiful autumn time of the year. So be sure to come this Labor Day to the Springhouse and help us celebrate. Hi, I'm Olivia and I'm 11. Some people my age might think water in a basement's pretty cool. Who wouldn't want an indoor swimming pool? But my dad taught me a thing or two about homes. You mean all those times I talked about waterproofing. You were actually listening? Absolutely. I'm like Alexa. Okay, so how does JND Waterproofing protect your home? By keeping water out of the basement so it doesn't compromise the structure of your home. And? By not giving yucky mold and mildew a place to grow. Pretty good. Dad, I wasn't finished. Oh, sorry. And JD Waterproofing can save you money. Do tell. By saving you from having to replace your basement appliances from water damage. I couldn't have said it better myself. Got water problems? Don't cry. Call 1 800 Very Dry. JD Waterproofing. 1 800 Very Dry. 
Reports of new state requirements for PA public school teachers have many parents concerned about racial equity learning resources in the classroom to gender and identity politics. Now may be a great time to try Christian education, a faith-focused education that believes in transparency, parents, and that values every student. Get half off a year's tuition beginning this fall at a participating school near you, like Pittsburgh Christian Academy in West Mifflin. Learn more at wordfm.com slash tuitions. Pittsburgh Christian Schools, education that believes in you. Well, it's been quite some time since Pastor Chris Marshall has joined us from New Life Christian Ministries in Saxonburg, Pennsylvania. We've done this occasional segment called Ask the Pastor. And your phone calls are welcome right now at 800 800- 320-8255-800-320-8255. Chris is here uh, to answer your questions. And Chris, welcome to the show. Come on in. Hey, thanks for having me. It's been a while. I'm really glad to be back. It we sure has. Okay, 800-320-8255. This is our Ask the Pastor segment. Anybody can call in. You don't have to give your name. If you want to be anonymous, that's totally fine. You can ask any question you have, whether it be personal, whether it be scriptural, theological, denominational, a question generally about God. If you've never stepped foot in a church, you've never cracked the Bible, and you want to ask a question like that, totally fine. We'd love to hear from you at 800 800- Three two zero eight two five five. Chris, it's so good to see you, to be with you here. Um, like we said, it's been a while. How are things at New Life Christian Ministry? Things are going really well at New Life. Uh, as I mentioned to you off off the air, I'm going to be transferring leadership to the next generation of leadership. Alex wow. DeRosa will become our senior pastor in five months from today. And uh, things are going great. We're, you know, COVID was a thing for everybody. Sure was. And, uh, and uh, we're back to the point of not quite pre-COVID numbers of people, but we're seeing excitement, enthusiasm. We just finished up a 20-week series on the Sermon on the Mount this past weekend, wow. and so things are going great. Excellent. Wow, that's very, very really exciting. All right, phone lines are open, 800-320-8255. We already have calls coming in, yeah. so let's hit them, John. We'll take a phone call? Okay. Sure. Uh, we're taking this phone call without a name. Hi, uh, thanks for joining Chris. Uh, what's your name, please? My Hello? name? Yeah. Yes, ma'am. My name's Linda. Okay, Linda. Yeah, you're on the phone uh, with Chris and us. Uh, what's your question, please? Hi, I have a question that's like a conundrum to me, and I don't want to offend anybody. As a matter of fact, I don't know what to think. Um, don't worry about offending any of us, Linda. Go ahead, just be okay, yourself. Good. Same-sex marriage. My conundrum is if the couple wants to be married in the church, but the pastor does not believe biblically that is acceptable. How do you how do you get through that? How does a, a parish or a congregation uh, uh, faith, um, whether it's Lutheran, Catholic, but well, it's not going to happen in Catholic Church, um, Episcopalian? How do you how do you resolve that? as a pastor, as a congregation, as a body of Christ. Linda, thank you so much for your question. That's a really, uh, really relevant question, a very powerful question. And the basic answer is there are two answers. Mm. Um, And there really are only two answers. 
One answer is many uh, churches in across America, at least, and maybe in some other places, I'm sure in Europe, um, have decided that while the Bible is very clear um, on what marriage is in Genesis chapters 1 and 2, it tells us um, that we were created as male and female and that marriage is between a male and a female. Uh, there are many churches today that have decided that 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 teaching isn't necessarily for today, that it was for some time in the past. And there are also a number of passages, as it sounds like to me you would be aware, uh, that are that are contrary to homosexual practice, in fact, calling homosexual practice a sin. So the, some have said those things were either culturally um, conditioned or maybe a mistranslation of the Hebrew or the Greek. And so, therefore, we, we just want to make sure that we know that God is love. And so uh, because of that, we're going to accept same-sex practice and same-sex marriage. And so they, they resolve that by just letting there be same-sex marriages. Um, there are others, uh, and I would be one of those. I'm a pastor of a non-denominational church who believes that the Word of God uh, stands today the same as it did uh, for thousands of years. And so, therefore, Genesis 1 and 2 is still the Word of God, and it still is the um, the guidance that we have for our our way of practicing our daily lives. So at New Life, if, for instance, if a same-sex couple came to New Life and they said, you know, we're in love, we want to get married, uh, will you do our service? We would simply say, no, we cannot do that, and we would say that in love. And this is not a matter that I haven't thought through because I actually have a biological daughter. The reason I say that, I have three foster daughters and two biological daughters, and one of them is, is married to a woman. So, uh, and I love her dearly, and I speak to her every Wednesday afternoon. Um, we have a weekly contact with each other, and we visit each other. But she knows the same thing that I told her back in, oh, man, about eight years ago when she came to me and said that she was, you know, in a relationship with a woman. I said, Emmy, I love you. And uh, you're my daughter. And before you told me this, I would have taken a bullet for you. And now that you told me this, I'll take a bullet for you because I'm your dad and I love you and I always will. However, the scripture didn't change because you have decided at this moment that you're going to pursue um, a relationship with a woman. And, and actually, I shared that with our church family at the time. And when I did that, there were a couple of families who left. Um, they said, you know, we're not being loving. We're not being caring. And I said, well, you know, that's your prerogative and, and you can leave, but we are not going to change what the truth of Scripture says simply because we um, have a personal investment in the matter. So I believe that the, the challenge of our culture is that we think that we can't disagree and still be agreeable. Um, and, and I yeah. mean, I love my daughter. I love my, my daughter as much as I love any of the other four daughters. And uh, my reality is that as long as she continues in that relationship, I will continue to pray for her um, to leave that relationship, continue to return to her following of Jesus. And, uh, and, and most often when you share the truth in love and people understand that this is not a uh, theoretical idea but it's a very practical, everyday reality, my experience has been that people will be understanding it for the most part. And, and those who can't, I, I, I mean, again, we, as Christians, and actually the, the word Christian, you know, it, it literally implies that we're going to be followers of Jesus Christ and his teaching. And again, we could talk for the rest of the time about this particular matter. 
people say, well, Jesus didn't say anything about homosexual practice. No, he didn't. But what Jesus did say is he did affirm Genesis 1 and 2 marriage. And I always have to say Genesis 1 and 2 reality because if you think about marriage in the Bible, you have Solomon who married 700 women and had 300 concubines. And you have abusive relationships and all kinds of things. And so biblical marriage, it it often reflects the fallen nature of humanity. But Genesis 1 and 2 um, reflects what God's purpose and will for us from the beginning was, which was to co-rule with him in a situation where we would be fruitful and multiply and subdue the earth. So uh, that that would be my response, Linda. I, I hope it's helpful. It, it is. It's just such a struggle when a faith you grow up in changes mm. their aspect of how it so what you're saying is you're part of a church family that has or a denomination that has decided to go with the first um, first situation exactly. I shared. Yeah. Well, I, I, I you're you're probably talking to someone who might not steer you in a in a in a direction uh, because I I didn't used to be non-denominational. I used to belong to a denomination that now. Um, practice it, uh, uh, will do marriages for homosexual people. And so uh, my response was to peaceably withdraw from that uh, because I didn't see it going in a direction where there was going to be biblical faithfulness. 800-320-8255 is the number. Um, that's for anyone in our listening audience, including those in the Ohio, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and right around the D.C. area. Uh, we've got Lisa on line one. Uh, happy to have you with us, Lisa. What's your question for Pastor Chris? Yeah, Pastor. Um, I don't have a problem with this, but I have a couple friends who um, just really struggle with giving up control, their own control of the situation. And if God doesn't answer prayers exactly the way they want, they get very upset. Hmm. And they really, really, really struggle with control. And I don't know how to help them or try to at least minister to them. What would be your advice? Wow, Lisa, that that's such a actually a very common human thing, yeah, right? I struggle with that <laughs> because so maybe you can give me yeah, some personal yeah, advice. Because, Chris. We're because about. <laughs> I, you know, I've been a pastor for almost forty years, and one of the things that I say commonly is this: everything in life comes down to trust and control. Mm-hmm. Everything, mm-hmm. either. I trust, like, if I trust John and Kathy. When they asked me to come on, I knew when I showed up here today they would be here, that I would be able to be on. I drove from Saxonburg to, to Pittsburgh based on that trust. Um, and I didn't call them 14 times today to make sure. I didn't try to control what the topic would be about. I didn't try to do those things because I trust them. I know they have my best interests at heart. And so the bottom line is if we don't trust in a situation, we will try to control it. And if you think about what you just said, you have friends who don't trust that God has their best interests at heart. And we all at some times ask God for something, and when we don't get what we want, we're mad at God, or we think maybe we did something. We try to figure out how how do I basically get what I want, because that's what control is. I want what yeah, I want. Yeah, like manipulation. Yeah, yeah right. It's, it's, it's basically, we do manipulate people to get what we want. That's what control is all about. And so when you have friends who are like that, I, I think, you know, speaking the truth in love is always the right answer. Doing that is a lot more challenging at times than it says easy and does hard, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you have these friends, and if you probably, if you challenge them, they're probably going to then want to control you because we are all controllers at heart until we give up control. 
and we either give up control first, hopefully, to God through Jesus, and then we start to learn. And it's a lifelong process. Um, when Kathy said she has control issues, we all have control issues, and we give up control to the extent that we do indeed trust. So I, I would maybe just encourage you to say the next time one of them you know, is upset and say, why do you think God doesn't have your best interest at heart? And just let them, because a lot of times when we ask questions, um, it, it helps the person to own something. And if they come to the realization themselves, it's always better than if you um, have to tell them, you know. And so just ask them, you know, what, 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 why do you think if this happened, it would be a better outcome than what God is doing in your life right now? And hopefully and then and listen to the extent you can. And the, the reality is listening is hard. Because we're, mm-hmm. we, we all by nature want to be the ones communicating rather than listening. But then after we listen, then we have to respond and confront with the truth. And I, my motto is truth in love. And, and, you know, the last, the first conversation we had, I think when we speak the truth in love, people might disagree with us, but it's so, one thing I learned as a Presbyterian pastor, you have to learn how to agree to disagree agreeably. And um, mm-hmm. that's I think that might be one of the reasons why I've been coming on to this show for more than a decade mm-hmm. is because I I've disagreed with a lot of things people have said and people have disagreed with me. But you'll never hear me yell or shout. I, I, I say when you're right, you don't have to yell. And when you're wrong, you should shut up. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that but but really, Lisa, I encourage I, I applaud you for even wanting to help your friends, because a lot of times in this day and age, people just give up. Just walk away. Yeah. That's right. All right. Thanks for your call, Lisa. All right. We need to take a break. When we come back, there's more uh, time with Pastor Chris. 800-320-8255 is the number to reach the pastor. Any question at all, you can give your name. You can be anonymous. Anything you want to say, 800-320-8255. Grove City College will welcome more than 600 new students to campus this month as 2023-24 academic year begins. Wow. They are drawn to the college by its excellent academics, its Christian mission, career outcomes, conservative values, and strong community, and that is very good news. Yeah. Now, the community, John, is something that I just – that's vital to every college student. Everybody wants it. You, you, need, you to, need it. You need to feel like you belong. Yeah. But, you know, I was just talking to uh, one of my daughters the other day, and we were talking, you know, she's coming close to graduating, and I said, you know, what do you think you got? It sounds ridiculous, but this is the question I asked her. What did you, what did you get out of Grove City? And she said, I just got to know so many Christians of different ages. And that really changed my perspective. So it wasn't just, you know, the people that she lived with who were her age, but they were people who were seniors when she was a freshman or they were her TAs or they were her professors or they were her, you know, choral director, whoever it is, that type of commitment in community I, it, I think she's right. I think it can change you forever. That's excellent. It's the beauty of the world and all that's in it through a Christ-centered lens. So whether it's this semester, next semester, or next year, do yourself a favor. Look online at grovecitycollegegcc.edu. That's the excellence of Grove City College. According to independent studies, AccuWeather has been proven to be the most accurate source of weather forecasts and warnings. 
In the longest continuous forecast accuracy study comparing AccuWeather to National Weather Service temperature forecasts for Washington, D.C., AccuWeather forecasts have been more accurate in greater than 99% of the months since the study was initiated in January 1998. If you want to be correct most often, AccuWeather is your only solution. Go to AccuWeather.com or download the AccuWeather app in the App Store or Google Play today. I'm Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I learned about atrial fibrillation the hard way. My symptoms would come and go, shortness of breath, fatigue. I kept going. Then I got so lightheaded, I couldn't. My doctor said I have AFib, so I'm about five times more likely to have a stroke. Other symptoms, irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain can come and go, but the risk of stroke stays. If you have symptoms, tell a doctor. Visit notimetowait.com. Sponsored by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker too. Plus iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Orangutans. They're beautiful, playful, and majestic, and disappearing. Every day, as many as 20 orangutans vanish. They starve to death when their homes are destroyed or are killed when they stray into villages in search of food. International Animal Rescue is fighting for the survival of the critically endangered orangutan. But we can't do it without you. Please visit internationalanimalrescue.org and help us save orangutans before it's too late. That's internationalanimalrescue.org. Mostly cloudy skies expected for tonight with a low of 62. Couple of morning showers tomorrow. Otherwise, we'll see intervals of clouds and sunshine and a high of 80. Mainly clear skies tomorrow night with a low of 61. Wednesday will be pleasant with sunshine and a few clouds and a high of 73. Thursday, sunny skies, a nice end to August. We'll reach a high of 76. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Thanks for being with us. Pastor Chris Marshall is with us today. It's a segment we call Ask the Pastor. Your phone calls are welcome at 800-320-8255. That's 800-320-8255. Ask anything. Questions about theology, the Bible, family, interpersonal relationships, church politics, what have you. Chris is here, and uh, he'll give it a good uh, he'll give it a good go. But let's go back to the phones yeah, right now. We're going to go to the... Jim. Okay, hey Jim, you're welcome. Join okay. us. Uh, Thanks, John Kathy. Uh, Pastor Chris, I have a question for you. I have a co-worker last week uh, told me um, that he's gone back to church, hadn't gone to church for a long time. So my initial reaction was excitement and very happy to hear that. And um, then uh, as we talked a little further, I found out um, he's going to a Mormon church. So I was a little, well, I guess I fumbled the situation. I've never really come across a Mormon. I didn't want to I didn't want to be totally negative there, but I was letting him know, well, it's not really the Jesus that I worship. I did tell him that, but I I didn't really, I didn't know how to witness to him correctly. So I I wanted to back off because I'm like, I don't want to mess this up and and come across heavy-handed because he shared with me something with excitement. Yeah. So I kind of stepped away. So I, I fumbled, but I want to get back in the game. So mm-hmm. I've been praying about this all weekend, and this is a blessing because now I can ask, ask you your thoughts because I've never really come across a Mormon before where I had the opportunity to share share with him. Okay, thanks. Thanks, Jim. Uh, first of all, for your concern for your coworker, I appreciate that. Um, and what you're asking is a very important question. We live in a in a culture where um, uh, more and more people are not actually 
pursuing faith in uh, in God necessarily. They might be spiritual, but they're not religious, so to speak. And those who go to church don't really distinguish one church from another. And and to some degree, that's a good thing that we're not making the kind of um, hard lines that we have. I mean, when I was growing up, I was suspect of what was Catholic, what was Presbyterian, anything that wasn't me, actually. I, I was taught that maybe I should avoid, you know, where basically where, where you're going is the Mormon church doesn't believe that Jesus is ultimately the, the one and only unique son of God. And that's a, that's a deal breaker for us who follow Jesus. And so what you want to do in a situation where you have a friend who's pursuing an avenue of faith that's not, not true, I, I, I would use that word, um, it's not true, is you want to you affirm their pursuit but you want to redirect them if, if it's at all possible. I don't know if you've ever invited them to go to church with you or if you've ever um, – basically, when you say you've never come across a Mormon, I've come across a, a lot of Mormons over the over the years, and I've done some reading. I wouldn't consider myself an expert on this subject. I've read through the Book of Mormon uh, enough to know that what it teaches is not – in line with the Old and New Testaments of Scripture that Christians historically have considered to be the Word of God. That might be a one place where you might want to start. I'm sure that you could do a Google search and find out mm-hmm. basic tenets of the Mormon faith. And, and yeah. that's all you really yeah. need to do, because once you yeah. do that, you're going to be able to compare that to what you know is true, and then you're going to be able to say. And, and the key thing is, and I've been saying this, and this is the third call today, and I'd say it over again, you know, we can be... We can disagree without being mm-hmm. disagreeable. And the key yep. thing is when we confront people, and a lot of people are, are belligerent in our day, and if you don't agree with me, then I don't want to talk to you. And what, what I think will be the most helpful is if you continue to take the tone of you're glad that he's pursuing his faith, you're glad that he's back in church, and then I might start asking some questions. And then mm-hmm. I would say, you know, the Mormon church teaches that Jesus is not the the unique son of the living god and th- there's a lot of there's a lot of teachings in the mormon church that we could go into but but i mean yep. that's a i mean that's such a basic thing um yeah. there there's there's if if we get to that point then i think that we probably could say um let's let's why don't you try my church why don't you try a different church one where jesus is lifted up as lord yeah come visit yeah and jim let me that's toss all, something yeah. in there um mm-hmm. which just is uh, I had a situation that was kind of similar, um, and I asked the person, so what do you know about X church? And they so I don't really know much. I just started going, well, I don't understand very much either. You want to look into it together. That's awesome. That's right. a great idea. That, that's and that, yeah, do it, dive in together, yeah, because I don't think he's that far in. I think he's just looking. He's had a real rough past, and I think he, he thinks he's just got to clean his life up. Sure, yeah. um, of course. So, yeah. um, if you've got a good church, yeah, Jim, it would like be a great that. introduction, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I, I did ask him, but um, I think I asked him in a clumsy way because uh, I, I was just appreciative he shared that with me. So yeah. it's kind of jaw dropping. But then the Mormon thing threw me off. But um, I just want to be loving in there for him, and I appreciate that he came to me. But it's on my heart that I have to pursue this further. Well, that's exciting. It really is. Good yeah, job, Jim. We, it really we need, is. Yeah, we need to take we'll a break. pray for that as well. Yeah, when we come back, conversation continues with Pastor Chris Marshall, 800-320-8255. We have a couple lines open now. Um, if you get a busy signal, just give us a call back. 800-320-8255. It's Ask the Pastor. WORD 
Dr. Michael Youssef. No matter how powerful the influence of evil may appear now, no matter how mighty the influence of evil appears now, no matter how daunting the influence of evil appear now, the positive influence of the kingdom of God is much greater. Make plans to join Dr. Michael Youssef this week on Leading the Way. Tomorrow morning at 6.30 on 101.5 WORD. Let's face it, talking about life insurance is never easy. But after we watched a close friend lose her husband with no insurance, we decided that wasn't going to happen to our family. Yeah, but shopping for life insurance can be almost as difficult as talking about it. But then we heard about Ethos Life Insurance. They're a new kind of life insurance built for people on a busy schedule who don't have time for unnecessary doctor's visits, fine print, or hidden fees. You know, who want to keep it simple. I couldn't believe how easy it was. We answered a few basic questions, and within minutes, we had an estimate of what it would cost and what sort of policy made sense for us. I never imagined life insurance could be so affordable. And accessible. The peace of mind knowing that our future is secure, it just removes a lot of the fear around getting older. and Yeah, the unexpected. I'm glad we talked about it. I'm glad we went with ethoslife.com. Go to getethos.com now for your free estimate. That's getethos.com. Getethos.com. We all long to be in God's presence and to live victoriously through both prayer and action. But sometimes we get off track and our times with God become less and less frequent. Or perhaps you've been faithful in prayer but still suffer from anxiety or fear. Let's refocus on the things of God through Cornerstone's 21-day prayer journey to unleash God's power, presence, and purpose in your life. Starting August 29th, we're walking through prayers for you, your family, your community, and for accelerated progress in ministry. Ready to get involved? Visit ctvn.org backslash journey and receive your free 21-day download complete with daily prayer prompts and ideas on how to personalize your experience. Save the date for the 21 days of prayer starting August 29th and ending with a live Hope Today program September 18th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Visit ctvn.org backslash journey to get your free download and details today. At Chilled to Perfection in Oakmont, you can look perfect at any age. Safe, fast, and completely non-invasive. Chilled to Perfection is your all-natural way to target stubborn body fat, age spots, cellulite, acne, hair loss, and more. For a limited time, get a cryoskin treatment in the area of your choice, plus cryofacial for just $2.49. Defy your age at Chilled to Perfection, where your results are their business. Visit ChilledToPerfectionPGH.com today. Hey, thanks for being with us. Pastor Chris Marshall is along today for Ask the Pastor. Yeah, so we're eager to hear from you and get your questions for Pastor Chris. So we've got Kathy in line, too. Kath, we're glad you're here. Thank you for taking my call. Um, and thank you, Pastor Chris, for being there. Um, I've been struggling with something. The Word of God lets us know that as believers, we're to be on the Lord's side. My question is, can we honestly say we're on the Lord's side if we vote for politicians who say abortion is okay, homosexuality is okay, sex change is okay? Can we honestly say we're on the Lord's side if we do that? 
That is a very, very good question, Kathy. And one of the, people ask me this all the time about, you know, who do we vote for? Who can we vote for? And I, I'm going to say this how kindly as I can. More often than not, I'm, I believe that I'm voting for the least bad choice rather than a good choice. Um, and I, I, if, if in, if both of the candidates were for all of those things you just said, I would have to write in somebody else. But ordinarily, there's always somebody who is at least standing up for righteousness in some of those areas. And, you know, there there are several different ways that Christians over course of time have responded to the whole responsibility um, from a standpoint of our civil responsibility, I guess, if you want to call it. First and foremost, we're citizens of the kingdom of heaven, right? And then, secondarily, we're citizens, in our case, I'm assuming you're also a citizen of the United States of America. Part of the process of being a, a good citizen of, of America is to, in as far as we can, to represent Jesus Christ. We're his ambassadors on the earth, as Paul the Apostle said. And so, in good conscience, can I vote for somebody who is for any of those things? I think the answer is yes, because if if there's somebody who's... Uh, against four of the five that you mentioned, I think you mentioned five, uh, and somebody who's for all of them, then I'm I'm going to be compelled to vote for the person, in my estimation, who's against the four of the five. Um, it's really hard to find candidates these days who represent totally, I guess you might call it, the platform of Jesus Christ. Um, and people do run who are representing that platform, but in this in this environment, it's very difficult for them to be the last person standing on either side of the aisle sure uh, when it comes to they might be some kind of, again, write in or whatever. But but the bottom line is, this is my opinion. I can't quote a, a chapter and verse other than Romans 13 tells us to obey the governing authorities, uh, although I always point out the person who wrote those words was executed for treason. So there's mm-hmm. there's not a, there's not an absolute, and we always obey the governing authorities, especially in the case of where to do so would be to abdicate our citizenship in the kingdom of heaven. But to the degree that we can, I believe we should vote for candidates, and we should vote. Um, for candidates who best represent um, the the faith that we that we we live, and um, you notice I didn't side with one particular political um, party or another because I don't think that's the I don't believe that's the position of a pastor to do that. Um, I have voted far more for one side of the aisle than the other over the years simply because one side of the aisle seems to have more often candidates who reflect those values or at least states that they do. And and that's the other challenge is people in a political race say anything anything they can say to get elected. So that's another thing is how do I know what – you know, I don't know if somebody's heart, only God does. Um, But to the degree that I can, I I educate myself – and I, I challenge people to educate yourselves and then to vote for the people who will best reflect our primary citizenship in the kingdom of heaven and knowing that we live in a fallen world and uh, we're never going to see the kingdom of God on earth until our king returns and then we will see it uh, eternally. Thanks for that phone call, Kathy. 800-320-8255. Uh, going back to the phones, we're going to talk to Scott on line one. Scott, glad you're with us. What's your question for Pastor Chris? Um, it's a question about biblical conflict. 
within relationships. Okay. And um, so I've only had it happen to me probably twice that I can remember in 27 years of being a Christian where somebody came up to me and said, hey, you offended me or you, you know, you hurt me in some way that would, that would or sinned against me, if you will. Um, either that or came up and said, hey, I know that I did this to you. I'm sorry that I did this to you. It's always just kind of like pushed off. And there's folks who don't talk to folks, try to avoid. They'll talk to you about another person, but not necessarily to them whenever there's conflict. And in Scripture, the two passages that, that, I, that meant something to me on it is, you know, if you're ready to give your gift to God and you mm-hmm. realize that someone's against you, go and make it right first. And then the other one is if your brother sins against you, go and tell him it's fault. So the onus is kind of on the person, from my understanding, who is aware of it. Mm-hmm. And um, that coupled with, I've never heard a sermon on it in all the time that I've gone to church. Just your thoughts. Scott, that, it's a very important matter because, um, again, we live in a culture where m- many people aren't willing to confront because they're afraid then nobody will talk to them or they'll be ending a relationship. But what you said is true. The, the scriptures are clear. When I have offended somebody and I'm aware of it, I'm supposed to go and make that right. And and the reality is in Matthew 18, there's a there's an order. I do it myself. And if the person doesn't respond, then I bring, uh, you know, another witness. And if that doesn't help, then I bring them before the whole church. And over the years, uh, actually, I would say within the last month, I've actually had that situation where I met with a church member with a couple of church leaders because of a certain practice and behavior that was offensive and and wrong. And the person was not appreciative uh, that we did that. We did it in love, but the person responded and um, has brought practice, at least, into alignment with Scripture. I, 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 I've said this in a couple of calls. I don't know if you've been able to listen to the other ones, but truth and love need to be held together. And that's one of the things that we see very little of, at least in my, my experience. Uh, people want to tell the truth, which means they want to beat you over the head with the Bible, or else they want to be loving, which means they don't want to hear anything the Bible says. And either of those positions is simple to hold, easy to hold. I mean, it's easy for me to be truthful if I don't care about you. It's also easy for me to say that I'm being loving and I don't want to hurt your feelings. But what I what I believe the scripture teaches is that we can cause another person to be lost, spiritually lost, because we're not willing to tell them the truth. And uh, we have a, a, a young pastor on our staff who he is so good at sitting down with people and basically bringing to their attention the, the offense, if you will, and doing it in a way that um, and, and they don't always agree and they don't always um, they don't always even admit they're wrong. Um, and, and then whenever you say, well, we're going to bring that to, you know, we're bring a couple of other leaders. A lot of times the people will leave. We don't have we don't have the ability to force people to do what um, is right, but we have an obligation to do what's right. And so uh, that would be my response to your question. There's There are churches out there, many of them, I believe, who are practicing biblical truth in love. And then there are a lot of churches out there that are doing one or the other without doing both. Um, it's It's more challenging to hold both together, but that's what Jesus did fully. 
and and we're representatives of him. So that's that's what I would say. That's a good question. Mm-hmm. Hey, thanks for an awful lot. We need to step away for just a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. It's Word FM. We're talking with Pastor Chris Marshall. Ask the Pastor is the segment. Chris Marshall joins us from New Life Christian Ministries in Saxonburg, Pennsylvania. We'll be back in just a few minutes. So this is a radio ad, and I wanted to tell a story that proves that sometimes bad moments can often lead to good moments or opportunities. But my story was about 30 minutes, so instead, here's the headline. Loving family's beach vacation is ruined by a flaming lasagna and nephew vomiting on gate agent, only to be saved by the most meaningful staycation ever. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, and bad creating some good is exactly what we're seeing right now. Interest rates are not great, but they have finally brought home prices down, at least for a bit, creating an opportunity, which is why we're seeing thousands of listeners across the country looking to buy the new home now because the price is forever with the plan to refinance the rate tomorrow when rates settle. If that's you, please know that we have a direct lender advantage that can often save you lifelong money. We are. Our United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp. Melbourne, New York. And a blessing 1330. Pennsylvania Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 40-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term life insurance may only cost you about a 100 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-239-1749. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-239-1749. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-239-1749. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds too. For affordable term life insurance, call 800-239-1749. 800-239-1749. Inflation is pushing up the cost of just about everything, but life insurance actually costs less today than it did a few years ago. Now is the time to get the insurance you need. Call Select Quote and we'll help you save more than 50% on term life insurance. You can get up to $2 million in same-day coverage with no medical exam. Call SelectQuote at 1-800-646-9595 or go to SelectQuote.com now. That's 1-800-646-9595. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Hi, Rhett Rasmussen of BestHotGrill.com. Step up your grilling game with our Solaire Portable Infrared Grills. Our Compact Everywhere is a favorite of RVers and trailer pullers. Solaire Infrared provides the quick sear for bar mark and texture needed to properly finish sous vide. Use a portable alongside your larger conventional grill to create an instant sear zone and more juicy and flavorful food. Learn more at besthotgrill.com. Affordable, powerful, portable infrared grills at besthotgrill.com. Pastor Chris Marshall has been with us. Ask the Pastors, the segment, Pastor Chris from New Life Christian Ministries in Saxonburg, Pennsylvania. We can squeeze another phone call. I think we can, Joe. We're happy you called. What's your question for Pastor Chris? 
Hey, Pastor Chris. Uh, I had a question about um, preaching the gospel to my friends. Uh, I've been sharing the gospel with my one friend and kind of telling him about the Christian lifestyle that comes with it. And he's very interested in the gospel. Um, he's not a Christian yet. Um, but I want to know kind of how I, you know, tell him about the gospel. And he, he's kind of involved in some, you know, just casual recreational drug use a little bit. Um, nothing like crazy serious, but of course that's not really aligning with the Christian um, life day to day. And so I kind of wanted to just know how to encourage him and you know, not from a really judgmental standpoint um, to kind of tell him like, hey, um, you know, the Christian life uh, is a clean life, uh, the life, uh, you know, the clean mind, a clean heart. So just I want to know how to encourage him in that way, if that makes any sense. Makes a lot of sense, Joe. I really appreciate your concern for your friend. Uh, there's not enough people out there today who are following Jesus, who are sharing our faith. And, you know, there's there's the old saying, which, first of all, St. Francis of Sissy never said this, but he said, you know, preach the gospel when necessary, use words. He didn't say that. But the, the preaching of the gospel always involves words because gospel means good news and you can't do good news without words, but backing up your words with a loving attitude in life uh, on your own and being there with him, not doing the things that he does wrong, but just encouraging him and saying, look, I I understand, you know, to use the drug use, for example, what I would say is, you know, I don't, I don't use drugs for this reason because my relationship with Jesus meets all the needs that I have. And I, I know that if you would trust him as Savior and Lord, your life would change. And it won't be a, maybe immediately noticeable change. You might feel something, you might not. But the reality is inside you change forever. The ownership of your life goes from yourself to Jesus. Lord means owner, master, God. That's what it means. And when he becomes Lord in our life, we start to change. We have a saying at New Life where I pastor, belong, believe, behave. Belong means if you show up and you're breathing, we're glad you're there. We don't care how you behave. We don't care how you dress. We don't care about that. We always say, we have a dress code. Wear some. You know, that's basically it. But belong first. You, you The day you come, you belong. The secondly is believe. You're going to hear what we believe. And that's what you're doing. You're sharing him with, with him what you believe. And ultimately, only when he comes to believe the truth will his behavior change. People try to change people's behavior before there's belief. And, and that's putting the cart in front of the horse. You know, if somebody doesn't believe that Jesus is God, why should you do what he says? But once Jesus is God and you believe that, then it makes perfect sense to follow his teaching. So I would encourage you to be consistent in the way you live your life so he sees your behavior. And then I would you know, I would continue to develop that relationship and as many times as you can uh, in a way that's not not beating him over the head, but basically just encouraging him, say, there's something there's something more than what you're getting by the life that you're pursuing. And that more is Jesus. And, and, and you know, there are some people who promise you the day you come to know Jesus, you know, you get a new car, you get a new this or that. I don't read that anywhere in Scripture. But what I do read is you get a new life. Mm. And the new life is not just for here, but it's for eternity. So I would I would encourage you in those ways to continue to bear witness to your relationship with Jesus. And one last thing, you can say, before I knew Jesus, this is way I, the way I was. Now that I know Jesus, this is the way I am. That there's a before and an after, and there ought to be a before and after for all of us. Mm, that's so good, Chris. Thank you, Joe. As you were talking, thank you, Joe. I was thinking about First um, Corinthians five. Paul saying, "What's it to you? What someone outside the church does? Right. What's it to you? Yeah. God, God alone is going to judge them, mm-hmm. but 
what's going on inside the church. That's what we need to Excellent. keep hey, in Hey, Chris, mind. we got 30 seconds or so. Talk to us about new life when you guys meet and all that. Oh, yeah. We meet on Saturday evening at 630 for worship. We have full children's ministry at 630 on Saturday night. Sunday, 830 in the morning and 1030. We have full children's ministry at 1030. Just child care up to age five at 830 service. Uh, there's youth ministry on Tuesday nights from six to eight. That starts up next week on Tuesday evenings. And uh, there are a lot of small groups that will be launching here in just a couple of weeks. Very nice. New Life Christian Ministries in Saxonburg, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. You just heard Pastor Chris Marshall with Ask the Pastor. Thanks to all of us, all of you for joining us today, especially our new audience at WAVA in Washington, D.C. Happy to have had you along on the ride home for the very first time. Look forward to getting to know you better. Always a great pleasure. Hey, uh, thanks for joining us, stopping by today. Uh, information you want to know about the show, wordfm.com. Have yourself a great night. John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.